Support for Yale Cancer Answers comes from AstraZeneca, providing important treatment options for various types and stages of cancer. More information at AstraZeneca-US.com. Welcome to Yale Cancer Answers with your host, Dr. Anise Chagpar. Yale Cancer Answers features the latest information on cancer care by welcoming oncologists and specialists who are on the forefront of the battle to fight cancer. This week, it's a conversation about exercise for cancer survivors during the pandemic with Shana Schneider. Shana is a motivational speaker and author of Fit Style Your Life, Five Simple Keys for Taking Exercise Off Your To-Do List. Dr. Chagpar is a professor of surgical oncology at the Yale School of Medicine. So Shana, maybe you can tell us a little bit about yourself and about how Fit Style by Shana started. Sure. So... You know, I spent a number of years in both the public and private sector working in all kinds of different offices and different things like that. And one of the things that always sort of came up for me, understanding, you know, the importance of exercise, you know, you hear about that. It was that I always said to myself, you know, it's like you just don't have time. Right. And I found that there was a group of people similar to me that tended to say the same thing. And, you know, I was doing a lot of research, always kind of involved also in the fitness industry, even though I was working a lot in marketing and communications. And I just found how important it is to bring movement into our everyday life. And so that's really um, how I developed the fit style your life approach that um, helps you bring fitness into everyday life. And that's really what I'm doing now. So what do you mean? Tell us more about how you bring movement into your everyday life. Yes. So first of all, it's, it's starting right where you are. So I think this is a great example. So how many times have any, has anyone ever been to a fitness class and you go into uh, the shape, they ask you to do a squat right? And what do they say? So get down as if you're sitting into a chair, right? That's a great example because that idea of just getting down and standing back up, that's movement. That is what's so important for us to do throughout our day. You know, there's there's research that shows just that simple getting up and sitting down at least, you know, 25, 30 times a day can actually lower those risks um, that develop from that sedentary lifestyle that, you know, it's easily takes over our lives, especially as we're working from home, being in front of those computers and feeling kind of chained to that desk in a lot of ways. And so I think the other thing is, you know, when you started talking about exercise, we do a lot on this show about obesity and its link to cancer and really the idea of the importance of physical activity. But, you know, you're quite right. It's about finding time. And some people will say, you know, I don't have the body habitus to do this. I don't have the time to do this. I don't have a gym membership. I don't know how to do this. Or, you know, I'm simply not a runner. What am I going to do? How do you respond to that? Is it just standing up in a chair and sitting down enough? Or or do you need to do more than that? I actually 
do say that that is exactly where you want to start is having recognizing the movements that you're doing in your everyday as counting towards benefiting your health, right? Because when you also have those little wins throughout your day, you're able to build up more and more. And so obviously, part of it is what are your ultimate goals? The way I like to look at it is that movement is really the overall umbrella, that's that's our goal. We want movement throughout our day. And exercise falls under that umbrella of movement. So there may be times in our life, in our uh, daily routines where we can get to those, let's say, virtual workout classes now since the, you know, the gyms aren't open. But there are those times, what do you do the rest of the day? And what happens when your life takes over? Let's say, you know, you are battling cancer. There are those days where you're like... I- I don't feel like doing this. What are those little things that you can do that are still going to have that big impact on your health? And that's movement. That's, you know, one thing that I always like to say is that recognizing that every step counts. That first step, rolling out of bed, right? And taking that step, let's just say to the bathroom, that counts and you can build off of that. That's a really good point. I mean, everything counts. We often talk about this concept in weight loss, for example, called NEAT, non-exercise associated thermogenesis. And the fact that those little things that you build into your daily life actually do count to reducing calories and helping towards overall fitness. So Shana, can you give us some practical examples of things we can do I mean, we're all stuck inside for the most part. And, you know, the gyms are closed and oftentimes you just don't feel like doing much of anything. So what are some of the things that we can do if you're not driving in a car? If you're driving in a car and listening to this show, don't do any of these at the moment. But let's suppose we're sitting at home. What are some of the things that we can do right now that can help us to get some movement in? And how do you build those things into your daily routine? Absolutely. So first and foremost, what I would say is start with your posture. Because the minute I say, hey, check your posture, get into that good posture position where you're engaging your abs, you're bringing that belly button to spine, you're letting your shoulders down and relaxed. You're thinking about the top of your head reaching for the ceiling. Already, you're turning some different muscles on, you're kind of telling your body, all right, we're going to like do a little something here. Now, good posture, just starting there, doesn't take any additional time, right? And you also have a lot of other benefits uh, to that, especially as you just feeling a little bit more awake um, because having that good posture also opens up your chest. So that way you can take those deep breaths because, you know, let's think about that, right? When we have poor posture, our shoulders are kind of caved in, our chest is kind of sunken in there, and we're actually kind of collapsing our lungs a little bit. So we're not getting that full oxygenation of the body. And so by opening up that chest, getting in that full breath, having that good posture, that is a great place to start. And then from there, I say, take a stand. You want to take a stand for your health, for your own good, right? So think about when you come into different rooms, ask yourself that question, do I need to take a seat? Because standing up, first of all, just like what we talked about, burning calories, look, standing up burns more calories than sitting down. It's a great place to start. And especially as, again, working from home, these kinds of things, we're, we're getting into that chair, even when we were working from the office, right? How many hours were we just 
sitting, not moving in front of those computers. Obviously, we're seeing a lot more the sit-stand desks um, being installed and that kind of thing, which is, I think, great and really important. Um, and, and so being able to just say, okay, can I stand up rather than sit down is going to be an, a great next step. And you know, now that so many of us are at home, even if you don't have a standing desk, there are makeshift standing desks that you can use, right? There are so many fun things to do. It, you can DIY this all over the place. You could start by just, you know, decorating a cardboard box. And especially if you have kids, you, you it could be a little arts and crafts project. <laughs> you can bust out some wrapping paper, magazines, this kind of thing. Um, you can use stacks of books. Um, there are all kinds of different ways to be creative. Um, there are also a number of different uh, portable standing desks that are pretty cheap that you can find online um, as well. And and you know, building from there because you know we talked about that. That's just really a starting point. One thing you you know we're saying is that we're kind of stuck in our houses right now. So how else can we turn our space into our gym, right? And that's I think something to think about too with this change of focus. What are we doing? How is how are we seeing these everyday activities as opportunities for movement and exercise? So you know, there's that phrase that you know I'm going to go hit the gym, and I would often say like the gym is not the place that. I hit every day, you know, it'd be great if, if, you know, we could still go there and, um, you know, if you did hit it every day, but there are rooms in your house that, you know, you are going to every single day. And let's take, for example, the kitchen, right? That that's definitely a room you go to, right? Denise? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so if we just take a look at our kitchen, we think about, first of all, there's a counter in there. The countertop can be used to work our upper body. We can do a plank using um, that counter. We can do push-ups right there. And these are these are this is these are examples of exercises that you can also do at all different fitness levels. Um, there are uh, things like the microwave that can be your cue as an opportunity for some movement and exercise. So I like to use this as an example. Um, I, I love microwave popcorn as a little snack. And um, if any of you have put you know, popcorn in that microwave, you know you cannot step away from that microwave. The minute you do, it burns, right? <laughs> you know you're going to have that smell in the house. If you're in the office, it's like, oh, that's trouble. Um, so that timer is your cue for an opportunity for movement, for exercise. You can do something as simple as a step touch, a march in place, calf raises. You can work on your balance by standing on one foot. I like to say that that timer in your kitchen can kind of act as your own little fitness coach because the minute the timer comes on, there are a couple minutes, some opportunity for exercise and movement. Absolutely. I know when I put something into the microwave for two minutes, I try and do jumping jacks. Two minutes of jumping jacks. Let me tell you, you can get a mini workout with two minutes of jumping jacks. That's exactly right. And the idea is that if you look around your kitchen, there are all kinds of different things that can be cues for that. So if you have that coffee machine, right, that's something that you do every um, morning, 
then that's an opportunity as you're waiting for that coffee to percolate, um, or maybe you do a pour over, you're a little fancier. (laughs) That's again, opportunity for some kind of movement. And maybe it's something basic like a stretch because you still need to let your body kind of exhale and, and have that, um, level of recovery. Um, it's, you know, thinking about, again, bringing movement into our everyday and seeing these activities that are part of our daily routine um, and adding some level of movement or exercise to them makes it something that can really become a healthy habit so that you're not thinking about it as something on your to-do list that just kind of ends up getting pushed down and never actually, you know, checked off. Um, I will say that, um, you know, if a number of years ago, now my mother was actually um, diagnosed with breast cancer. And um, during her recovery and, or during her treatment and recovery, you know, there were days where she was just like, I know I need to, I know I need to move, um, but I'm just not sure kind of what to do. I'm definitely not going to the gym. And, and honestly, she doesn't mind me saying this. She was never somebody who was going to the gym. <laughs> anyway, that was just not a place where she felt comfortable. And so we really talked about what are some different kinds of exercises that she can do at home. And that's where I kind of developed this kitchen workout um, where you use these different um, areas in your kitchen to do exercises like doing a squat in front of your oven, right? Especially if you're baking anything, you want to make sure it doesn't burn. And so I, I, you know, I've put together some different exercises that you can um, see and actually a little dish towel as well. So you could follow along. That is such a cool idea. But kind of thinking about using your home as your gym and having little stations. So for example, in the kitchen, that remind you, hey, I'm at the countertop. This is where I do my 10 push-ups, And there's the microwave. And that's where I get my jumping jacks in. And there's the oven for those squats. It's a really cool idea to kind of use that as a cue to build movement into your life. We're going to talk more about building movement into your life right after we take a short break for a medical minute. Please stay tuned to learn more about how you can incorporate exercise into your life with my guest, Shana Schneider. Support for Yale Cancer Answers comes from AstraZeneca, dedicated to advancing options and providing hope for people living with cancer. More information at AstraZeneca-US.com. This is a medical minute about head and neck cancers. Although the percentage of oral and head and neck cancer patients in the United States is only about 5% of all diagnosed cancers, There are challenging side effects associated with these types of cancer and their treatment. Clinical trials are currently underway to test innovative new treatments for head and neck cancers, and in many cases, less radical surgeries are able to preserve nerves, arteries, and muscles in the neck, enabling patients to move, speak, breathe, and eat normally after surgery. More information is available at YaleCancerCenter.org. You're listening to Connecticut Public Radio. Welcome back to Yale Cancer Answers. This is Dr. Anise Chagpar, and I'm joined tonight by my guest, Shana Schneider. We're talking tonight about nutrition and exercise for cancer survivors during COVID. And Shana, this is a time that has really put a lot of people into a tailspin. 
We're all at home for the most part. Uh, we're very stressed. We're working from home, oftentimes in front of a computer screen for long periods of time. We're not getting to the gym. And it just, it doesn't feel good. Whether you're a cancer survivor or not, I mean, it just doesn't feel healthy. So before the break, we talked a little bit about building in some movement into your daily life, whether you're in the kitchen or taking that first step when you get out of bed. Let's talk a little bit about movement and getting kind of getting a little bit of a screen break when you're working from home. What what tips do you have there? Sure. So, you know, first and foremost, I I really like to think about how you bring movement and associate it with something that is routine, that is already happening in your day. So now one of the routine things is going and plopping yourself down in front of your computer screen, right? So something that you can think about doing as a first piece is making sure that you have a water bottle, with you. So water bottle with your computer, right? And the reason I love the water bottle is for multiple reasons. One, we're going to stay hydrated with it. And that's also part of fitness and and keeping ourselves um, well, right? And then the other thing is that that water bottle is actually a hand weight. So, you know, we don't always think about this, but 16 ounces of water 16 ounces of any liquid is equal to about a pound. So if you have a 32 ounce bottle of water, you've got a two pound weight right there. So what I like to encourage people to do is actually do some arm exercises while you are at that computer. So there are all kinds of different calls that we're on, some that we're just listening to, some that we have to be more um, actively um moving things around on the keyboard and the screen and that kind of thing. But that is definitely something that you can do as a way to just move your body. Also, if you're if you're seated, right, you can do simple leg extensions, just extending the leg fully and bringing it back down. A little challenge I like to say is actually putting both legs out at the same time and holding it there. Now, the upper body shouldn't be going anywhere. You got to really engage those abs to hold it. But something simple like that. And then going back to, you know, something that I, that we talked about earlier is asking yourself, can you do this call, this work standing up rather than seated? And you really want to think about having, um, ideally maybe a couple locations in your house in which you can work one that might be the seated option and one that is the standing option. Yeah. I love that idea. And you know, the other thing is really taking a break. So maybe the first part, you need to be at a seat, but later you can be standing up. Yes. Taking breaks are so, so important, right? We're at home. So everything feels sort of convoluted, right? One thing doesn't actually end. It all just sort of blends together. And so it is important that we allow ourselves to take breaks, whether it's between the calls or helping, you know, the kids get something done on on their computer and uh, and that kind of thing. And so, um, you know, a lot of people have been talking about one thing is the 20-20-20 rule. It's that you want to stay seated um, if you are taking a seat for no longer than really 20 minutes, And at that 20 minute mark, you want to stand up for at least 20 seconds and you want to let your eyes then focus on something that's about 20 feet away. 
Because one thing that we don't realize is that because we're focused on these screens, everything is so close um, to our eyes, we're um, really using particular muscles in our eyes that are just going to get tired out, right? It's like holding a tray, right? At the beginning, it doesn't feel so difficult, but, you know, after a time, that light tray sort of sort of becomes extremely heavy because your arms are stuck in this one position. Similar, same thing going on with your eyes. So you want to give them that break to look at something in the distance. And that's why too, you know, taking walks of all different um, lengths of time, really important um, through, throughout our day. I like to say that, you know, even if all you can do is take that walk to maybe throw in the load of laundry, that totally counts. <laughs> but of course, you can also take in those walks that are a little bit longer, the 10 minute walk, maybe something that's before or after work that's that's even longer. And during those walks, focusing on things in the, the distance that are farther away to just give yourself and your eyes that break. Yeah, you know, and I, I think there are many people who aren't getting out as much whether it's because people want to stay home and want a safe distance or whether it's because people are really not comfortable going outside, even though we know that you can go outside during these times as long as you keep a healthy distance. But Shana, there's also the possibility of walking at home, right? So tell us a bit more about that. Oh, yeah. So I am a huge fan of walking wherever you are. (laughs) So even if you can't get outside, walking can absolutely take place in the comfort of your own home. So thinking about just the very basic thing of walking, if you have stairs, walking up your stairs, you know, if you forget something up there, walking back down again, totally counts. But, you know, when we want to really get in that additional level of um, exercise, right? We talk about the additional health benefits come from that brisk walk. So how do we get that? Well, it turns out that if we walk to the pace of music that um, is 130 beats per minute or BPM, we can actually hit that brisk pace. So you can actually just walk in place, your step touching, maybe you can walk around your kitchen into your living room or literally in place to music that, again, has that 130 beats per minute, you're at that brisk pace. Now, I I always like to encourage people to make sure you warm up a little so you don't want to just jump right into that brisk pace song. Uh, And you always want to make sure that you cool down as well so you have um, some of those songs that, that will lower that heart rate again. And, you know, sometimes you're wondering, okay, so how do I know that the song has that BPM? Well, uh, typically if you're, if you've got, uh, you know, any of the streaming services, they will often show it. You can also just um, search on Google, type in the name of the song that you're looking for and write BPM next to it, and it'll pop right up. So you could make your own personal walking playlist. And that is so great because we know that music is motivating and it kind of lifts your spirit as well. And so, you know, you just getting up and moving around, dancing in place, walking in place, do something. I mean, it can really be such a wonderful break in the day. But, you know, I find, Shana, that at least for me, some days my break from the computer is taking a walk. But it's the kind of walk that goes to the fridge. Um, And I find a lot of people, particularly right now, are doing insane amounts of snacking. I know I was. So what tips do you have in terms of thinking about 
healthy snacking or replacing snacking with some movement. Yeah, absolutely. So what I, and I hear you, I have, I have also experienced that myself because so many times when we're thinking about that break, we want to feel like, okay, we're doing something. And sometimes going and snacking feels like, oh, well, it's kind of an excuse to take a break. So first of all, it's important that we acknowledge the fact that we don't really need an excuse to take a break. The excuse is the fact that we need to allow ourselves that time to kind of regroup and refocus. That being said, it's very important to think about some different options that you have that can be um, activities when you feel like you want to take that break. So pre-planning can often come in handy. Um, some examples of things that I've done and that I like to share with people is that, you know, think back to um, some kid-like activities, right? Maybe it's doing puzzles. Maybe it's a little, you know, the coloring that we know is going to be a little more relaxing for you. Um, But think about putting them on tables that are maybe at the coffee table or something lower, something that is also not right next to your desk. So that again, you have to move, you have to go to it. Things that are chores that you might need to get done in your house cleaning in particular, (laughs) Um, like I said, throwing in that load of laundry, those can also be things that count as breaks and that move our body um, in some way. Now, there are times when, you know, you're going to make it into, you make it into the kitchen, right? So you want to really ask yourself, am I hungry or am I just looking for something else to do? right? So that hopefully can also give you a little bit of pause. And then I will say to make it easier on yourself, put everything that is kind of edible, that's snackable, put it away, put it in a cabinet. Because when it's out of sight, it's a little more out of mind, right? It's a little easier to not actually quickly kind of put that in your mouth and kind of eating mindlessly when you have to put a little bit more effort into actually getting it out. So that's, um, I, I think, a, a helpful little tool. So especially if you have, um, let's say, containers, you want them to be opaque rather than clear <laughs> so that you can't kind of see into them either. Yep, I think totally. All of these tips really help us to be a bit more mindful about eating and really think about are we hungry or are we mindlessly snacking because we're all stressed or bored or procrastinating or really don't want to be on the next Zoom call? And I think the flip of all of that is intuitively kind of making movement far more accessible. So getting back to something you said before the break is using things in your house as cues. So You know, every time, say, you're brushing your teeth, you're going to do calf raises or or something like that. Do you find that that helps? Absolutely. I think, again, if you can bring a movement associated to something that is routine for you or that is connected to something that you see every day, that is going to make it so much easier for you to do on a regular basis. So I think your example of, you know, brushing your teeth right? How many of us also have the mechanical toothbrush or know that you need to be brushing your teeth for two minutes? That is an opportunity to then just immediately associate some kind of exercise and movement to that. One thing that I 
I do, and I have found this to be really helpful, so I've recommended it to other people too, is that you know, for exercise equipment that you actually do have in your house that you that you like to use or you want to use, put it in a place that you see every day. So one example that I uh, use often is that you put your hand weights next to the remote control so that if you're going to grab one, you grab the other. Because you can do that simple set of bicep or tricep curls right at the beginning of the show that you're watching, right? You don't need to make it a whole, you know, 20, 30 minute workout. You just do a few of those reps that you know how to do. And before the end of, I'd say the opening, you know, credits, you're done already. Shana Schneider is a motivational speaker and author of Fit Style Your Life, Five Simple Keys for Taking Exercise Off Your To-Do List. If you have questions, the address is canceranswers at yale.edu, and past editions of the program are available in audio and written form at yalecancercenter.org. We hope you'll join us next week to learn more about the fight against cancer here on Connecticut Public Radio.